Salutation, city of Macaque. You're listening to Radio Skyline, your place to keep pace with everything in town and beyond. Joining me in the studio is Myra. Hello, Myra. And this week, it's the annual pumpkin festival. Rides, music, drinks, portable toilets, crowds, drinks. So many drinks. To be honest, it's worth going just for the beer competition. And the free samples. Not only is there a beer competition, but there's a barbecue competition as well, and I hear that this might be the last year that they're going to do free samples on that. Well, okay, the free samples are the whole reason I never have to buy dinner when I go there. What did you hear that? It was a statement released by the health department. I guess that last year a few people got sick, but they had a hard time figuring out who served the tainted meat, so... Gosh dang it! Yup! Yep, after this year, if you eat something and throw up your guts, they want to see the receipt. Why does one person dying of a foodborne illness have to ruin a good thing for all of us? Nobody even liked that guy. His wife said so at the funeral. Anyway, if you, our dear listeners, happen to be new to Macaque or just visiting, you're in luck, because today, we are all about the Pumpkin Festival. What it's about, how it got started, why you should go. And to help us tell you about it, we have with us Mark Donovan. Not a first-time guest of the show, Mark has prior experience with the Modern Modern Art Festival and is here today as one of this year's organizers for the Pumpkin Festival. Welcome back, Mark. A pleasure to be here, Mr. Hugh Berger. It's Hugh Berger. Anyway, Mark, last we spoke to you, you were organizing artists. How'd you get to be in charge of the fall festivities? Oh, that's simple. Two things. First, I have experience organizing events just like this one. And second, I'm wealthy, so all I can do is fail upward. Up to higher positions, you mean? Right. You see, I ran the smaller festival, and now I have festival running experience, so I've been hired to run this larger festival. After this, I'll be hired to run something even more important, maybe some sort of political office. Why do you say fail upward? Was the Modern Modern Art Festival not successful? It was, uh, until the painted elephant died, and then we were in the red. But now we know not to do that again. Ah, oh, the elephant died? Tragically, yes, he did. And we didn't have elephant insurance. So I take it, no elephant for the pumpkin festival. Actually, it's funny you ask, because there will be an elephant. We're going to dress it up as a giant pumpkin and let kids take pictures with it. This time, I did get elephant insurance, so you can see where the learning occurred. Sometimes I wish I was rich, so I could be in charge. It doesn't seem that hard, but I think it would be annoying. And then I think I don't really want to lead anything. Yes, leadership does require a certain je ne sais quoi. Narcissism. I'm sorry? Je ne sais quoi is French, meaning I don't know what. That's narcissism. That's the what. You have to crave personal validation and attention for this sort of thing. Oh, please, that's very cynical. Well, what do you think it takes? Well, the French phrase loosely means you just can't put your finger on it. I mean, we we do these types of things for a sense of pride and personal accomplishment, right? You know, I suppose that's one way of looking at it. That's just positively connotated narcissism. Now, see here, during my time at Cornell, basic and advanced English courses were naturally a necessity. So while I feel that we could delve into the academic principles of connotation, suffice to say that their primary function is to emotionally charge your description. So from your verbiage, I can only assume that your intent is to offend me. If I was trying to offend you, I'd make fun of the shape of your head. Let's go to a commercial! Oh my god, what is that? That's the sound of Grover's ghastly grocer. The prices are low, and our staff hasn't been seen at the front of the store for five years. 
At Grover's Ghastly Grocer, you can be assured of smart shopping in deathly silence. Oh, wow, they still have Sprite Crystal. That's right. At Grover's Ghastly Grocer, we have brands that you thought were long dead. Not only that, but we have cereal boxes with the old mascot designs. Ignore the sound of the beating heart you hear deep inside the deli. Marvel at our selection of jerky fit for any wagon to the west. And in the bakery, our fresh donuts are always the same ones you swore you saw yesterday. Wow, they're still fresh, though. Ignore that shadow in the corner of your eye. Cast off your instinctive drive to flee. The bodies you see hanging from the rafters disappear when you blink. Visit Grover's Ghastly Grocer. Open at the strike of midnight and for eternity thereafter. I have never been able to find that place. Bob says they paid us in Spanish doubloons. What, did they transfer those by check? Apparently, if you cash a ghostly grocer money order with the bank, they pay out in doubloons. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Mark, can you tell us about how the Pumpkin Festival got started? I would love to. It is what you may call a bumpkin's pumpkin tale. Are you blowing these amazing puns before the day of the festival? Oh, don't worry, I've got hundreds of them written on note cards, and at any rate, according to the folklore, the holiday celebrates the story of a domestic dispute. A local farmer used to come home sloshed every evening, but before Hallow's Eve, he promised he'd help his wife carve the biggest pumpkin in the field. Excited, she hauled in the largest gourd that she could carry, and left it sitting on the front porch. It wound up a terribly stark October, and the freezing conditions turned the pumpkin to ice. The husband, rarely home, forgot his promise, and after Hallow's Eve had passed, the wife resolved to smash the pumpkin over the poor man's head. So she waited, lights dim, until a shadowy figure crept into her doorway. She raised the pumpkin up and slammed it down with all her might, killing the figure, causing him to crumple up dead in a heap at her feet. Surprised, having only intended to innocently concuss her husband, the woman set a lantern ablaze and found the down figure was none other than the local banker, who was also drunk and had gotten lost somewhere out in the country. As it turned out, he had been intended to repossess the farmer's house, and thus slain, and assuming the house was his because he was going to repossess it, the farm was saved. And now, every year we celebrate to commemorate the occasion of good luck and happenstance. Wait, is that the story you're telling? Because the way I heard it, it was the husband with the pumpkin. He had a mistress and he was waiting for his cruel wife to come home. But the shadowy figure he killed with the pumpkin was his mistress. It's a story about how evil deeds punish themselves. If you think differently, I'll twist your arm right out of the socket. Jeez, is that what you guys heard? The story I know is one where the husband and wife team up against a gremlin that wanted to steal their baby, and the pumpkin is the only weapon they have. It's about ingenuity and using the resources at your disposal. And if you guys disagree, I will use your eye sockets as a bottle opener. First and foremost, for those listening at home, the Macaque Pumpkin Festival is a drinking holiday. The farmer is a drunk in every story that you hear. In my version, the gremlin's a drunk. Well, your version is wrong, you. So, historically, there have been quite a few tales, and in fact, we're encouraged to embellish and make up sections of the story for ourselves. Every year, a drunken fights about which story is true is also kind of a tradition for the festival, although we make them organized and gentlemanly. Also, Hugh, you are incorrect. The farmer is always supposed to be drunk. We're still doing the drunk boxing ring after the kids go to bed, right? Well, I wouldn't be a good organizer if I turned my nose up at a traditional gentleman's dispute. And there is still a three-drink minimum to enter the ring. 
And there's a bonus to whoever drinks the most before they enter the ring. That's good. No, those rules are sacred. You can't change those. If you're alarmed, those of you listening at home who haven't gone to this thing before, you don't have to jump in the ring. You know, don't feel afraid to stop by and look around. All you have to do is make up your own story of a frozen deadly pumpkin, then swear up and down it's the only story you've ever heard. There are some rules, however, that we lay down just as part of a city ordinance. Uh, for example, you're not allowed to tell an overly frightening nor crude story uh, before the children's curfew, specifically not to children. Uh, if you're caught, that's a fine of $50 per child that you've mentally scarred. It gets steep really fast if you're not careful. I had a cousin who went home one year owing a fine of $750 to the city. Got a little too full of himself near the Bounce Castle. Yes, please stay away from the Bounce Castle with the liquor. We don't allow anyone who's had a drink to get in the Bounce Castle. Uh, it's important to keep this a family event, which means that we need to behave like adults until at least it's just us adults around. So, what other festivities have we got besides the storytelling and the boxing? The Cider Contest. Yes, the Cider Contest is a big favorite. We've also got activities for the kids. One of our more exciting attractions is the children's pumpkin catapult. They get to load a catapult with a pumpkin and launch it into a scarecrow. Of course, you gotta pay for the pumpkin on that one. You do, but then we collect the pieces of the pumpkin and give them a wash, then turn them into pumpkin pie, which you get to enjoy as we cook them throughout the day. And if you behead the scarecrow, you get a piece of pie for free. It's like one of those rigged carny games, though. It's kind of a waste of your money. You know, the scarecrows are built like tanks. Yeah, no kidding. They're reinforced with rebar. Is that what's under there? Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen them take the wrapping off, and there's just a bunch of rebar welded to the head, so the head never comes off. Well, it does still count if you can knock the canvas bag off the face. You know, that that works. Yeah, you, like you're gonna impact a canvas bag off of a rebar whatever. It's still highway robbery. I mean, the kids love it, but you, it's just such a ripoff. If you ask me, the whole thing, it's educational. It teaches children physics. I mean... They're not really going to learn physics unless mom or dad slows down to stop the fun and explain it. They're learning the house always wins. That's what they're learning. It's more attractive for the parents if we call it a science. You know, they think they're doing something good for the kids. And, and if you don't enjoy losing a carnival game, we've got an adult version of the pumpkin catapults with at least one guaranteed winner. And speaking of guaranteed winners, we've got to take a break for another commercial. This is Slick Sam, and you gotta catch me at this year's Pumpkin Festival because I got a booth set up that'll cover everything you wanna see. I got pumpkins in the back and devices to smash them up. And while I have a court injunction preventing me from selling anything oil-based or the color blue, I tell you I can make a mean pumpkin pie. Hmm? Not only that, but I got my own recipe for pumpkin beer, dried pumpkin seeds, and a sort of pumpkin-based barbecue rub. That last one is very experimental, so you definitely want to come by and try it so I can maximize my sample size. But now you're thinking, Sam, what I really wanted to do was check out the catapult contest. Well, me too. I am obsessed with the catapult contest, and I have built dozens of pumpkin catapults, and I'm ready to sell the surplus to you. One of these works way better than the others, and I don't remember which one it is because none of them are labeled. So it's like a raffle to buy the prize-winning pumpkin catapult. And I am confident that this year, one of my inventions is due to win. Did one of my competitors' pumpkin pies not come with enough whipped cream or other ingredients? Well, I'll sell you a can of whipped cream or anything else you need right there on the spot. That's right, Slick Sam cuts out the middleman. And if you want to buy time, my oven or grill, I'm willing to rent that out too. Nothing is too essential to lease. 
I'm spread across at least six different business ventures this year as it is, and every one of them's a sure winner. And of course, don't miss my telling of the Pumpkin Festival legend live on stage. I've been working for months to make this the most exciting story that you have ever heard. It's got dozens of twists and turns, and six alternate endings, so not even I know how it's gonna wrap up. Want me to wear a shirt advertising your store or brand while I'm up there on the stage? Well, I'm selling the ad space, and it's worth every penny. So get excited, get ready for the festival, and look for a Slick Sam. Participating this year in every competition in every category. Open until I pass out in a field. Slick Sam's! Slick Sam's. You know, Sam won the story contest three years ago, and he has been trying to top himself ever since. But he never will. I mean, hey, if he won once, maybe he's gonna win again. No, I heard he put the winning story together an hour before he got on stage. And to this day, it's lightning in a bottle. Nobody gets what he was doing, least of all him. And he's just been overthinking his story since then. Well, in that case, you know what it might be? It might be that he did so well that one year that now everybody expects better from him. And he's just having an impossible time living up to the hype. Uh... Right, because a year is a lot of time to build something up in your head. Did you catch a story from last year? Uh, see, because I, think... I was with it until the detective turned out to have been the murderer. Yeah, like what I was? Didn't, uh... What what was his motive? You know, he didn't establish that very well. I didn't see it. I, you know, he went on late that year, and when I have a few drinks, I just get sleepy. Okay, well, don't drink so much, and then watch him this year. You'll see. It's it's just a it's a tragedy, is what it is. All right, I'll do my best. And for those of you at home, be sure not to miss it either. We're one of the sponsors of the Pumpkin Festival, and we have our own booth as well. We'll be setting up. It'll be a ton of fun. Hope to see you there, and thanks for tuning in to Radio Skyline. Shoot for the skies.